Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Yes, today is who you are versus who you say you are. And welcome, wherever you are, whenever you're listening, we are honored by your presence, and we try to uh, give back to that by giving you a little something to think about during your week, a little something to challenge you during your week, and a little something to apply to make your week a little better, and maybe every once in a while your life a little better. And today, we're really talking about being your authentic self and how can you do that, what keeps you from doing that, are you doing that, and what are the repercussions if you're not. And uh, most people, in my experience, are not living what they believe is their authentic self. So if that's of interest to you, hopefully over the next 15 minutes, we can shed some light on that. Okay, as we start, I would like to challenge you to think back when you were a very young child playing in the backyard or flying a kite or playing in the sandbox or throwing balls or whatever. And, and, and I'm talking, I don't know, four, three, four, five, six years old, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, unless you're driving or doing something where that would be dangerous, why don't you close your eyes for just a second? Don't do this if you're driving or doing something uh, dangerous. You can do it later. But if you're not, close your eyes just a second and go back to that time, three, four, five, six, backyard, just playing. Go ahead. How does that feel? Well, you might want to do that a little bit more later, but first of all, let me apologize. Probably one in three or one in four of you, when you remember that time, it's a painful time because of abuse. Uh, And that's what the statistics say. One in three, one in four people, when they were a young child, were abused. So 
If that's what you remembered, I'm so sorry. And I wish I hadn't even asked you to go there, but I, I had no way of knowing who those, who you are and who you're not. But I will say I believe we can help you resolve that abuse as, as we have with many, many people over the years. And um, you, you know the difference that'll make if, if you resolve that, and I think we can help. Okay, to the others of you who have not been abused, that probably felt good. You know, when I think about that time in my life, I, I have hundreds of little video snippets come to mind. Um, playing in the sandbox. Uh, we used to build great big uh, mountains with army men all around the mountain, you know, like in a battle or a war or something. And then we would stick the water hose in the bottom of the mountain and turn the water on. And it was really cool as the mountain just sort of slowly melted from the inside out and the army men were getting killed and you know we were just playing uh jumping jumping off the uh slide into the sandbox uh great memories there uh playing uh running and playing in the backyard with my dad and brother and friends in the neighborhood i mean i've got so many of them and when i remember those times of my life I really remember two or three things. I remember innocence. I remember love. I remember freedom, a feeling of freedom, which made me feel joy and peace. Okay? And goodness gracious, does that feel good. Now, it's also interesting that when I remember starting to school... I started acting. I started pretending because I realized, you know, once you start school, you realize there are a bunch of social rules to school. There are certain guys that are sort of, guys and girls that are sort of in the end group that are in charge, you know, cross them at your own risk. Um, You get a really quick uh, sense of where you fit as far as your attractiveness, your popularity, uh, there's certain things you don't do or you're not cool and people will make fun of you and all that sort of thing. And it was really, oh, it was, it was, it was horrible for me going from that place of innocence and freedom and just being who I was without feeling any need to change anything. Okay, I was a little bit pudgy during that time, but it never even occurred to me that that was a bad thing until I started to school and was made fun of, etc. Okay, um, you may be one of the ones who made fun of other people, and so when you remember back that time, maybe uh, that maybe you did that out of something negative or painful that happened to you. That's the case a lot of times. Or maybe you just had an arrogance that, you know, made you look at other people more as objects for your use than other people, okay? But when you have some time, I would, I would think about that. Okay, how did I feel like 
before school and, and when it was just me playing in the backyard and what did you feel versus when you started kind of into that social hierarchy of, you know, you need to look a certain way, you need to talk a certain way, you need to act a certain way in order to be socially acceptable. Really, what you're feeling deep down inside is in order to be okay as a person, okay? So what is that for you? Um, I had a, I, I've had probably hundreds of clients like this, but I have one in mind right now who came to me, and she was um, probably in her late 20s, early 30s, uh, coming to see me for marital counseling. And I mean, she was a beautiful young lady. She was a smart young lady. Uh, she was kind. She was considerate. She spoke well. She smiled. She, you know, it was like, how can it, how could anybody not like this person? Okay. What a wonderful person. And when I started questioning her, after she sort of told me what she was there for and all that, she said, I'm the best actor, actress in the world. I'm an Academy Award winning actress. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, here is what I think about all the time and what I feel about myself and others inside and, and et cetera. And I mean, it was the opposite of how she appeared and came across as a person. She thought bad things about other people all the time because if, if bad things happened to them, it made her feel better about herself. Uh, she was uh, emotionally abused by her parents and had this horrible self-image thing, thought she was fat, thought her nose was crooked, thought, you know, all this stuff that was not true and anyone would tell her it's not true, but she still believed it. And uh, and what, and, and the other side of it is she was having marriage problems because her husband was sort of a jerk. All right. But she was also starting to have health problems. And every time she went to the doctor, they would test her and they really couldn't tell any reason for it. And so I told her what I believed. And I said, you are using so much energy to try to be somebody that you're not, all of that energy takes energy away from other things that your body needs to be doing. Think of it this way. Think, imagine if um, a full two-liter bottle is how much total energy your body and mind has every day to do everything they need to do. Digestion, uh, immune functioning, uh, thinking, uh, walking, and, and doing physical exertion. But what if you took away half of the energy in that two-liter bottle? Now the two-liter bottle is just half full, and that's how much energy your body, has, body and mind has to do all of the same stuff that it has to do. Immune, digestion, whatever. Okay? Well... Probably a child would guess things are going to start going wrong. You're trying to do, you're trying to do a day's worth of stuff on a half day's worth of energy to do stuff. 
you're either not going to get it done or something's going to start breaking. And that's what was happening in this young lady's life. And that's what I want to posit to you today is going to happen in your life sooner or later if you are not living your authentic self. If you are... If you're saying, this is who I am, when inside, that's not who you really know and believe you are, okay? And, and here's how I would diagnose this. If someone just out and out asks you, hey, this might seem kind of a weird question, but who are you? Tell me who Alex is, okay? What's your story, all right? What would you say? Okay, if you met that person at the grocery store or, or maybe even a friend asked you, okay, what would you say? Okay, you got that? Maybe this week get a yellow, a yellow pad out and write down what that would be if somebody asked you what you would say. All right, now, new sheet on the yellow pad. When you are alone in the dark late at night thinking about who you really are, who is that? And write that down on another page of a yellow pad or on your iPad like I do or whatever. And then compare the two. How are they different? Unfortunately, for most people, they are dramatically different. Um, I've uh, quoted a number of times a study that came out a number of years ago where they found, I believe it was uh, 75 or 80 percent of all women have a secret that they will never tell a living soul. Why? Because they're ashamed of it. And that was absolutely true with hope when we got married. And by the way, it's true for us guys too. They just haven't done that study yet. All right? But it's absolutely true for us. Maybe a little bit less percentage, a little bit more. But it's true for us as well. And what I'm telling you today is that thing inside of you that you are ashamed of, that you're embarrassed about, that you don't want anyone else to know about, that is killing you slowly because that fills up your stress barrel which lowers the amount of energy in that two-liter bottle, that metaphorical two-liter bottle that you have every day for everything that you need to get done. Those things that you are hiding, those ways and, and energy you spend pretending are directly draining that two-liter bottle. And it's not just one time, it's every single day. If you have a new thing you're ashamed of, and that takes another cup of energy out of the two-liter bottle, it's not just today, it's usually every day from now on. And so, as we go through life, even though our body and mind are capable of still having a full two liter of energy for a two liter of stuff that needs to be done that day, most of us are operating on half of a two liter or less in my metaphorical guess based on 30 years of working with people. 
And what that means is you're either going to get way less done or something's going to break or both. And regardless of which of those happen, you're probably going to be tired all the time and struggling with negative emotions, feelings, thoughts, habits that you would rather change, and maybe even an addiction or two. So how do you reverse that? Well, when I first got off track was when I went to school and I realized how important it was, I thought, to my happiness, what other people, my schoolmates, thought and said about me. So what I have to do to fix that is kind of metaphorically go back to that place and say, okay, I made the wrong choice then, or I made a few wrong choices then, but I'm reversing course now, and I'm going to repent and confess. Repent just means to change. I'm going to confess, even if it's just, if it's just to me and God with the door locked, and I'm going to start living who I really am. I'm going to start living my authentic self. I'm going to quit pretending. If, if I feel angry, I'm going to admit to people I'm angry. And I'm sorry, maybe I shouldn't be, but I am. Or I'm sad. Or, you know, I've done a number of things in this area that I should not have done, and I've, I've really felt bad about doing. I've, I believe I've dealt with that with God. If there's someone you need to talk to, if there's someone you need to call, do it, okay? Because when you switch gears and start living your authentic self, guess what? All of a sudden, you've got a full two liter of energy for a full day's requirement of energy. And the freedom, the innocence of those early years tends to come back. But with an adult's knowledge and wisdom and gratitude and appreciation. And let me tell you, when that freedom and innocence comes back, it's like you've been born again. It really is. In fact, most people think, you know, I'd forgotten how good that felt, and I never thought I'd feel it again. But they do, okay? Now, if you're in that group that was abused, you never had that feeling of innocence and freedom. Experiencing it for the first time can be just absolutely miraculous. Okay, at the end of your life, and I know this because... I've worked with so many people at the end of their life and that's and and working with people who who are crushed by regret at the end of their life outside of people who've lost children has been the hardest thing I've ever done because they're out of time and and they may have all kinds of awards on the walls and money in the bank all that stuff becomes absolutely meaningless at that point and it will for you too and what matters is, is being their authentic self and relationship, okay? So 
what I'm trying to help you do today is not have to wait until you're at the end of your life to realize what's important and what's not, to live your authentic self instead of pretending so that the next 10 years until you get to the end of your life or 30 years or 50 years can be characterized by your the best perfect life for you, which means success, happiness, love, joy, peace, great relationships, etc. But I don't know any way, ladies and gentlemen, to get there when you're pretending your life instead of living your authentic self. You have to speak the truth in love. You have to think the truth in love. You have to do the truth in love. Repent, confess, and ladies and gentlemen, you can literally start over in the next 30 minutes. And you will reap the benefits of it for the rest of your life. Now, some of you are so numb from the years and decades of pain, years and decades of abuse, years and decades of repression, where you're, you make a lifestyle out of not thinking about these secrets inside because they hurt so much, that you may have trouble even accessing that stuff to know how you need to speak the truth in love, repent, confess, start over, okay? So for you, I would say just start. Start doing the trilogy, start doing the memory engineering, just pray or make a request of your heart. Please just heal this stuff so that I can get to the place where I can live my authentic self. Because right now, I don't even know what that is. I'm so numb and have so much pain inside. When that stuff heals, you'll come to a place where you do know and you are able to do it. So for you, just use the tools, keep praying, help me. Heal this. Help me get to the place where I can be authentic, where I know what I need to change, where I can speak this out loud, even if it's in a locked room just to me and God. Okay? Um, I absolutely lived this way, pretending, until I was about, oh, 27 and a half years old, and Hope said... I need you to move out of the house. I can't stand to live with you anymore, okay? I was pretending. And I was pretending in order to get what I think I wanted. Uh, Sex, fun, um, trips, good food, you know, all that stuff we envision when we think about getting married and the rest of our lives and all that. But... Everything in my life was sliding down the hill at the same time, crashing, okay? And then when Hope kicked me out, I thought, okay, my life is over. This is the worst thing that ever happened. But ladies and gentlemen, I believe with all my heart that if she had not kicked me out of the house, I might still be pretending my life today. So basically, I would have lost 25 years 
of freedom, innocence, happiness, joy, peace, awesome relationship with hope and my two boys, etc. I would have missed 25 years. So I would encourage you, as scary as it might be, and I know it's scary, to say, you know what? It's worth it. I'm going to start living my authentic self. I'm going to quit pretending. I'm going to change course. I'm going to say out loud to whoever I need to all my hidden secret junk that I'm ashamed of and start over. And I believe you will look back on the day you do that if you are courageous enough to do that as one of the major turning points of your life. And that's what I want for you so very much. And we would be honored to help you with that. Um, And part of it is just understanding and committing to what I just kind of laid out and then use the tools like Trilogy, like Memory Engineering to help you get there. So I would challenge you Are you living your true, authentic self, or are you pretending? If you're pretending, you're pretending your life away, to some degree. It's not worth it. Start living your true, authentic self. Live who you really are, who you're meant to be, your best self. Start this week. God bless you.